Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Angela Bauer with Truly Good Foods. Welcome, Angela. Welcome, Lee. Thank you for having us. Well, I am, I'm excited to learn what you got going on. Tell us a little bit about Truly Good Foods. How are you serving folks? Uh, we're, a, we're a manufacturer and distributor of all kind of snack products. So um, anything from nuts, dried fruits, snack mixes, sweet and savory to uh, candies and you know granola bars, kind of, you know, um, all the energy type bars. Now, how'd you get into this line of work? Uh, we're a second generation uh, family business. So we're not only woman owned, but we're a family business. So um, I guess I, I've worked other places, but I guess I kind of inherited this job as well. So now what was it like being part of a family owned business that they have some unique challenges? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're about 44 years old. So um, my parents started it when I was in high school. I'm the youngest of four children. And um, now it's just my sister and I, the others have all passed away, but um that's always challenging because all your dynamics of your family, of course, come into the into the business and um, and it evolves as you go. But yet you're always, you know, you're always your particular spot in the family, right? I was always the youngest, so um, you know, I, I think I still get that treatment here. But um, anyway, but it's good. It's like everything in, bad, in life, you know. There's the there's the good and the bad with it, and you just gotta see it and accept it and move on and work with it. Now, what did your parents see about this industry that attracted them to it? Uh, my, my, my father back in the 50s uh, ended up just kind of uh, coincidentally being in the nut business, like the peanut nut business. He thought it was going to be nuts, like nuts and bolts kind of business when he went in to apply. So it was really serendipitous. And um, anyway, just so he ended up in that career. And then uh, with the 70s, there was a merger and a buyout. So he found himself needing to find a job and um, just worked in the industry and to the point he worked with some folks and kind of reinvented himself and built the business up to be a little bit more than just peanuts and uh, caught on to the food trends. That's it. That's how we're here. So now, um, how did it expand beyond, beyond nuts into other kind of snacking food groups? Well, um, so we started in the late seventies and so, um, you know, the trend, obviously a lot of things trend in California come this way. And, um, when he was out, you know, he started to see people doing the different trail mixes and he thought, you know, he looked at it and thought, how could he do it better? What else could he do? And um, that's really how it brought about. And the 70s was bulk foods and co-ops and health. And um, and that's really how he ended up trying to build more snack mixes along the offer with nuts and dry fruits and just anything else that people would want to eat that are shelf-stable kind of um, snack products. So then you pay attention to kind of the trends in the snacking and food industry in order to kind of create and and evolve your products that you have into that kind of uh, trend? Yeah, yeah, of course, you always got to pay attention to the trends and it, it's super food and snacks in particular seem to be more and more trendy than they ever have been. And uh, sometimes it's almost overwhelming. You just catch up to a trend and something else is gone or sometimes the trend is super trendy and a lot of the publications in the word out there but when it comes to eating people aren't people say one thing and they do another but yeah we have to keep an eye on it all the time to know what to what to do and what not to do and then what about the sourcing of the food products is that a challenge 
Uh, you know, it, it can be. I mean, right now, obviously, with the pandemic, you know, a lot of folks are having supply chain issues, so that that's certainly there. Um, other than that, a lot of you know, a lot of the products we buy are from the U.S. I mean, peanuts, pecans, walnuts, pistachios, almonds. But um, you know, some products you're only going to get overseas: cashews, Brazil nuts. I mean, they just don't macadamia nuts. They don't grow any. They don't grow in the U.S. So, um, so they've always been an imported item, and um, you know, yeah, now it's a little more challenging. But um, I love it when people say it. I want to source locally. Um, so can I get some local cashews? I'm like, well, no, unless you go live in you know Africa or Brazil. <laughs> I guess uh, the average person isn't aware, I guess, of the supply chain and and where things are are from. As long as it shows up on their shelf, they're they're kind of happy. They don't understand how complex that is to make something appear on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably true. Um, yeah, most people. Don't know a lot about it, as as anybody would. I, I don't know a lot about other areas, but um, I expect it to be what I want it to be. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot more um, complicated than, than we always think everything looks right. So now, what's the most rewarding part of the job for you? Oh, uh, you know, it, because the business is kind of like I have three children, but the business is sort of like my fourth child. I mean, I love my family first and foremost, but right after that is the business. So. Um, you know, it's just, it's really important to us because it's, it's obviously, it's not only work and a source of income for me, but it's all the employees we have and the customers we, um, we take a lot of pride in it. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, you know, a lot of people are exiting the food business and the snack business and they can sell out and, uh, you know, and we could certainly do that, but uh, we choose to stay because I think, you know, we, there's, there's a little bit of love and pride of customers and our employees that um, keep us my sister and my husband are here. You know, sometimes we wonder, like, why are we still doing this? But that's that's the reason why. Now, is the, is your customer kind of the end user consumer, or do you is your customer kind of the store or the health food boutique, um, or you know, it could be an airline or you know, kind of a commercial entity? Well, you know, it we it's kind of both. I mean, obviously, as a consumer, if you don't like what I make, then I'm dead in the water, right? But um, but where we do sell directly, of course, is through the food service and retail channels. So yeah, we're we're selling more like the colleges and the hospitals, the cafeterias. We're selling the uh, business and industry cafes. We're selling. Um, we do sell some into the airlines. We sell like maybe you're going into the lounge to get a snack. I mean, all these things in COVID world, you're like I'd have to try to remember what that was like. But um, that's where we're selling. Um, and so we're kind of like. We're probably a product that you've eaten and seen, but you probably wouldn't know that it's us because we don't always, we're not really up there in the public. Uh, a lot of times it's put in another container and served to you at a restaurant, for example, or a hotel. Now, when you're coming up with um, kind of products, you're, you're kind of productizing some of your nuts and snacks and fruits, and then you're creating kind of new products around them using the same materials, right? Isn't that a big part of the innovation and the creative elements of your job? Yes. I mean, it's, it's really kind of simple. I mean, we're not really inventing a, if we do a new product or invent something, it's usually not, it's really not all that um, complicated. We, you know, it just, uh, another flavor on a nut or taking a different combination and making up some new, um, you know, in, interesting mix is, is what we do. So like, for example, we just um, did a key lime crunch. So we took a little key lime polar bit and we worked uh, like a crunchy cheer, uh, cereal around that and some other items and some yogurt covered items and just made that up. Um, so that's perhaps where it is, or it's maybe getting another flavor or another kind of candy coating on the, 
cashew or a pistachio or a ale nut or peanut that's turned around and used in our happy hour mix, which is like a sweet and sour hot mix, bar mix or, you know, that kind of thing. Bar, it's not really a bar mix, but it's a, you think about that, it's more of a savory mix. But that's our, that's the innovation. And then how do I put it? Do I put it in a gravity's cup that can go in your golf cart um, or in your book bag? Um, or, you know, do I put it in a snack bag that you can grab in a one ounce and then um, eat it, you know, when you're hungry later in the day? So, that's the, the small innovations that we do. Now, when you're coming up with those innovations, is that something that um, kind of the retailer is saying, hey, it would be great if we had this in like 100-calorie snack packs. Can you take this thing and put it in a 100-calorie snack pack? Or, or is it that collaborative? Or are you kind of dictating to them, hey, have you thought of this? Or, hey, you know, Nashville hot chicken is popular now. Why don't we do kind of a, a hot version of that mix that's popular? It's a rule of both. I mean, we like to work with our customers. Um, sometimes our customers just look to us to say, like, you know, can you do it? And then other times they'll say, this is kind of some constraint, so we'll try to work around that. So we have had the, you know, the, the portion control and the, whether it's one ounce or 100 calories. And then, oh, by the way, can you make it healthy and can you do this? And, and usually we'd say we like that if the customer will say, look, here's the mo- two or three most important things I want. And then what can you give me? Because sometimes if they try to figure it all out and then come say, hey, can you quote me this or can you make this? We're like, we can, but you know what? If you would just let me have a few parameters, we could probably do a better job at giving you two or three alternatives and and maybe you'd like one of those better or maybe lead to any other third option. So, um, but otherwise, like that key lime one, that we knew key lime was a hot flavor. We sell a lot into the Florida market, but it's really a, a strong flavor even nationwide. And so we had a vendor that had a key lime piece and we said, hey, let's do something with this because we know we've talked to customers enough to know there's a demand. Um, so, you know, we always are list, trying to listen to what customers want and uh, keep it in mind and see if we can make it turn it into something that is commercial, if that's a word. <laughs> now, is it uh, is it frustrating for you when there's like so much information about nutrition and health that kind of is contradictory? Like on one hand, People are like nuts are healthy, and then other hand, then they say that they're, they're fattening. You know, it it becomes one of these things where, you know, like this is a natural, healthy vegan product. You know, there's a lot of pros to it, and then there's a lot of misinformation about you know some of the health uh, around nuts. You hit the nail on the head. I'm smiling. If you can tell by my voice, but because. You know, I love it when a customer says, um, I, w- I want something healthy. And I'm like, my next question is, what what do you define as healthy? You know, because like you said, there's vegan and there's vegetarian and there's low fat and there's not, no added sugar and there's low added sugar, no, less sugar. And then there's no artificial colors and no artificial ingredients. But how do you define artificial ingredients and GMO and on and on and on? And you can drive, you've got to really narrow it down right away. Um people and I've been in the business so long that I've seen the trends come and go that you got to be careful it sort of can make you a little cynical as a, even as a consumer or as an eater right but um you know back in the 90s when fat was bad remember all the fat free stuff right and nuts were the bad fat we, we joke nuts was the four letter word for fat for bad fat and then you know stick around for a few years and then now we're like we're everybody's in love with us because of the health halo and it's a good fat you know, and, and I've always kind of joked that uh, pork used to be the other white meat. If you've been around for a while, you remember how they would advertise pork. And I said, you know, really nuts are the other non-nut meat. They're also the you know, a high protein. So, um, 
Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's the same product, but it's a different world that's evolved, evolved around that product. And it's it kind of challenging and can be frustrating to, to see. But yeah, you know, that's just how it is. So it's really like that in the world of nutrition. And I suspect it's like that in other other areas of the world. But um, yeah, we, yeah it, it's always moving. Yeah, that's a. I think that there's so much uh, misinformation around health, weight loss, um, even like veganism and vegetarianism. Just because something's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. I mean, sugar and salt are vegan. Uh, you know that. May, you don't want to load up with only eating that. That's not going to be good. So uh, there's a lot of confusion. I think, and the lay person doesn't really understand the nuance of it. Yeah. It, it- yeah, it can get kind of discouraging to some degree. You know, if you do try to eat healthy, you know, if you I don't know, maybe that's just my personality, but sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm eating healthy and I'm doing whatever. And then and then someone's like, oh, well, then that's not really healthy. And then you're like, okay, well, I better do that. And then at some point you just say, well, just, I give up. Give me the box and I'll eat the box because I don't, you know, I don't know if anything that goes in any package is healthy anymore based on outside standards. You feel like you sort of figure it out and here comes another new study. So um, you know, I, I like the, you know, I think there's a Greek philosopher that attributes it, but um, everything in moderation. And um, sometimes we try in a polite way to caution people who come to us and say, I want, we want a healthy snack. You know, we'll say like, you know, some people try to dictate health to who they're buying for. And, um, you know, you can have healthy, but you also have to make sure people are going to eat it. And I think people have gotten a better understanding with that. We've had some people really want healthy and then they start out and we kind of try to warn them and then they find out, oh, wait a minute, and, uh, and so, you know, now I hear people come back and, well, we like healthy, but we, but it's got to, it can't be a sacrifice of taste, you know, and, uh, and we said, you're right, because if you make it healthy, but taste bad, then they're just going to throw it in the trash, and then it's really a waste of everything. Now, what was kind of the impetus of you getting involved with the GWBC? Um, what um, kind of compelled you to get involved with that organization and get certified? Right. I think uh, I think it was in the early 2000s, we had a customer um, say, you know, are you, are you a woman in business? And I said, well, you know, well, I guess let me think about that. Yes, I guess we are because my mother and my sister are majority owners if you add us up together. So I said, I guess we really are. And they're like, well, would you mind getting certified? And I said, no, you know, we're, I mean, we'll pretty much try to do anything a customer asks us to do if it's not illegal anymore or unethical. So, um, so I went through the process and that was quite challenging because we, we started in the 70s. So getting all our records were, you know, typewritten manuscripts and just scanning everything in and sending it over. And um, and so we really were certified because our, our customer brought it to our attention, asked us that it was important to them, and that wasn't even something I knew about. Um, and here we are later, you know, 20, 20 so years later, and um, GWBC has been great, and uh, we think it's been fun to see how they've evolved, and they've really helped us. Um, and it's, you know, I, I really applaud them and their certification process because, I know I've had some people go, gosh, you know, that's a lot of work. And she'd ask you a lot of really kind of personal type questions. And I said, yeah, but, you know, that's to their credibility because I, I want I want to be certified. And I want somebody that's going to certify that it's not going to just check a box if I give them a check. And they really do a good job at making sure that um, you are, you know, certified women-owned and that you are actually, you know, women-owned and operated. It's not just in name only. Um, and uh, I like something that has integrity to it like that. Now, have you benefited from uh, maybe some of the collaboration with other certified women-owned businesses or some of the um, connections that maybe they match you with uh, maybe some enterprise-level opportunities? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot of examples of that. So um, I don't know that I want to kind of call out just one, but um, a couple of things. One is, you know, it, I think it is sort of like a, a small family. I mean, I feel like most people are very open and friendly to, you know, if you call each other to ask uh, for some advice or help, or uh, sometimes we all come together and try to share experiences and learn, which is super helpful because I'm in a family business. So where else am I going to get some other outside experience, right? I, you know, I, I need another outside world to, to learn from. And um, and then definitely with the uh, shows and uh, matchmaking and stuff, it's nice that, you know, being women-owned, you're not going to, you know, it's not a, you know, pass-go card and, and game of Monopoly, right? But it is a, it's a more friendly way to do networking and business and uh, prove what you already have and get you another ally inside our organization to um, see if it's a fit, you know, and if it's a fit, right? I mean, that's at the end of the day, we're all here to do our job and sell a product or a service or what have you. And, um, and uh, we bank does a great job at getting you teed up for that. Well, congratulations on all the success. Um, is there anything we could be doing for you? What do you need more of right now in your business? I need everybody to eat more nuts, especially my nuts. Uh, but, um, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, the pandemic's been really hard on us because we, uh, we're more in the food service world than the retail grocery world. So um, we're just trying to survive that. So um, I don't know that you would necessarily know or see our products, but um, certainly, you know, if you do and you support us or support people who maybe can help us, we... You know, we go, uh, our corporate name is Tropical Nut and Fruit, but we try to go uh, in a nationwide presence as Truly Good Foods. It's our brand and, and our little tagline is, you could say no to Truly Good. because we, we don't represent one type of snack. We're not just healthy or not just, you know, junky, bad for you or whatever, but we're a little bit of everything. And hopefully, um, if you think of our snack foods, you know, you can order even on our own. Um, and we've got a consumer website you can order direct and on walmart.com and amazon.com and things like that too that consumers can reach us so we just support appreciate any support um and uh thank you for really happy for having me today i really appreciate it and then that website one more time if somebody wants to learn more um the best would be our www.trulygoodfoods it's all one word with the s.com um the consumer website directly you can get there via the, the commercial one is but the consumer one is www.yorksnuthouse because that was my, my parents name York, Y-O-R-K, yorksnuthouse.com Well, Angela, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Alright, thanks, Lee. Eat your nuts. Alright. This is, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.